I'm Shanna Hutchison, dietitian, blogger, and mama, born and raised in the heart of the Midwest. I believe that wellness goes way beyond what we eat and that our body size does not determine our worth. I'm passionate about showing other women how to live a life they truly love, one that feels purposeful, that helps them feel their best physically, mentally, and emotionally, and that being a mom can be one of the best things you ever do without it becoming your entire identity. This is a place you can come to hear vulnerable and interesting conversations about health and wellness, motherhood, entrepreneurship, and more. If you want to find freedom with food, learn how to improve your overall well-being, and stop waiting for a number on the scale to start living your best life and go after your goals, then you're in the right place. I'm so excited to learn and grow together. This is the Wellness for the Win podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited to be sitting down with Abby and Kat today from Pursuing Her Purpose podcast. I have been listening to them for over a year now, and Abby on the Herself podcast for several years now since I was pregnant with Rhett. So very excited to be chatting with them in real life today. And first, I'm just going to go ahead and have you ladies introduce yourselves. Please tell us a little bit about who you are as both entrepreneurs and women and mamas and all the things in case people are not familiar with who you are um, and how you started this business venture in the first place. And we can kind of go from there. Yeah, I can get us started. So a lot like your listeners, we wear multiple titles, right? So mom, entrepreneur, wife, we have hobbies, we're friends. We we do a lot and we don't have a ton of time to do it in, right? But we yeah. focus on what's important, which I think is a really big rule of thumb is everything, you can get everything done in life that you want to, as long as you only focus on the things that are important. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing as a person who has a very type A, Enneagram 3 achieving type of personality, that's something that I've had to learn over the last couple of years. And I'm excited to dive into those pieces of what we've learned in entrepreneurship, since it's something that's pretty new to me. I mean, yeah. I just became an entrepreneur, as you mentioned, about three years ago when we started mm -hmm. the Herself podcast. So everything is still pretty fresh in my mind. Yeah, totally. Which I love. Yeah. What about you, Kat? Yeah. And I feel like I got pulled into entrepreneurship. I'd always worked for small businesses. So I'd always kind of like seen that inside. And then when I ended up leaving a company, actually the company closed. And at that point, I knew that I wanted to take a chance and work for myself and see what it was all about. I knew I could always go back to what I once had and mm -hmm. live that life. And so, yeah, we teamed up. I had known Amy um, personally, and we were in a mastermind together and I pitched her the idea and that's how we all got together and started this. And one of the reasons we're so passionate about what we do is we are all moms and we feel so passionate to to put that at the front forefront of our business. It's a huge yeah. part of who we are and we don't let it hold us back. In fact, we look at it as a huge strength and mm -hmm. our values really align. And that's how we kind of came together to launch this business. Totally. And that's one of my favorite things about listening to you guys is that you don't sacrifice your values and, you know, family is so important to you. And I think in entrepreneurship, especially, we see like that hustle culture and it just doesn't feel like you can have a balance. But I love how you show that it is possible to do that. Um, and that's always very much resonated with me as a mom and someone who does work full time as well. And I know, Kat, you're actually a dietitian, right? By trade. Um, yes, a former yeah. life. Yeah. Yes. So me too. <laughs> oh my so, gosh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So we have that in common. I was like, yeah, I know 
Um, I remember that piece. Um, but like you said, you know, you can always kind of fall back on that or go back to it if you wanted to. But it's been amazing to hear just about your growth and your the opportunities that you've had in the entrepreneur space specifically. So I guess like you mentioned, Abby, just a, like three years ago or so, you became an entrepreneur or you were kind of juggling both at first, correct? You were in your full-time job for quite a while. How long did you kind of have both of those roles? And at what point were you like, okay, I have to pick? <laughs> yeah. And that was that might be something that a lot of listeners are struggling with right now, juggling and struggling with, right? It's like it's yeah. a little bit of a combination there. We started in January of 2020. Okay. And then in March of 2020, I went part-time mm. pretty much the same week that the pandemic happened. Okay. So uh, the entire world flipped, flipped upside down and my world also completely changed overnight. Mm-hmm. Going from a traveling sales career that was full-time, you know, 60 hours a week, gone most nights to all of a sudden 20, I mean, probably 15 to 20 hours a week, home 100% of the time, working three feet away from my husband. Mm -hmm. So it was a big change um, and it was hard at first. Um, I think a lot of it was the pandemic that made it hard, not the entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was hard to figure out like, okay, there's a lot of things in the beginning of entrepreneurship that you have to figure out. And then pulling in the pandemic just added a different challenge. Totally. About a year later, I went full-time into entrepreneurship. That's when I knew that I was giving side hustle time to the side hustle. And I knew if I wanted to make them big, I had to go full-time. And -hmm. it also wouldn't have opened up the door to pursuing her purpose and meeting Kat at such a deep level if I wouldn't have taken that leap. So, so, so glad um, that I did, but definitely something that I struggled and juggled with for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's it's scary to take that leap. And yeah, it's just really hard and definitely something that a lot of people do struggle with. And like I said, I'm juggling both right now. And it's really hard, you know, being a mom and being a full-time employee and also having my business, which feels like a full-time job. <laughs> it's a lot. So it can be, you know, you feel really stretched then at times and yeah, still kind of navigating that, to be honest. <laughs> um, and then what about you, Kat? So how long has it been since you kind of made that transition? Yeah, just a little over a year. And what's funny is my personality is definitely more risk averse. And normally, like in normal situations, I feel like I would have done a similar route to Abby. Mm -hmm. But in this situation, I essentially did the burn the boats (laughs) approach. And I went full time into entrepreneurship, starting two companies at the same time, pretty much Mm -hmm. about a month or so apart. And so that honestly has worked for me. It really fueled me to generate revenue, to take it serious from day one, to just build it up. But it's not an approach that is for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but it has definitely served me, I will say. Like we've been able to hit some really big revenue goals at my other company very quickly. But again, I admire people who have a different approach who approach it how Abby did or how you're doing it, where you're building your safety net while working in a full-time job. And then it just makes it so much easier to transition. There's less pressure, all of that. For For me and my personality, this, I guess, has just worked out for me. But again, it's not for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely depends on your personality, but also depends on your partner, you know, and feeling like you Mm -hmm. have that mutual understanding and like deciding together, what do we feel comfortable with as a family? Because you have to factor in a lot of things, you know, finances and benefits and all of those things are important. So um, definitely important to like have your ducks in a row 
as you guys sometimes say, um, regarding this topic, but that's just helpful to kind of get a feel for your different journeys because they have looked pretty different. And similar to you guys, I have a ton of moms in my community. I know many of them are like me. They're working moms and some are stay-at-home moms. And some of my listeners mentioned that they are either very new small business owners or they are curious about this world and kind of wanting to dip their toes in something, but don't even know where where the heck to start. So why do you think entrepreneurship is great for moms specifically? I can answer this one. I was just going to say the freedom, like the time mm-hmm. freedom. Um, yeah. Right now, depending on when this episode airs, there's sick kids everywhere. Yes. And <laughs> I'm looking at my husband's job and I mean, God bless him, but he cannot switch those meetings around for the life of him. Right. Where with us, it's like if a cat has a sick kid or if there's a, a daycare closure or if I have a sick kid or Amy has a sick kid, all of a sudden it's like, you guys, you know what? I'm off today. Can someone cover? I'll figure out my workload the rest of the week. So right. the ability to do that with partners and then also on your own to be able to trust yourself that you'll still get the work done, even if you can't work that day. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't imagine being in corporate America or doing my old job with right. having three children during this sixth season. Yeah, totally. I know just having one child is like, yes. you know, I can't even imagine when your chances of having a sick kid are doubled or tripled, it's like so overwhelming. What are your thoughts, Kat, on any other things that you think are beneficial for moms specifically? I think that moms are incredible entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I think about when, and parents in general, like when you have experienced what it's like to have a tiny human in your life (laughs) and how much time they take up in your life, Mm -hmm. you become incredibly productive and you know, it's like, what am I going to do today? That's the minimum viable thing to move the needle forward. And that mindset serves you so well in entrepreneurship because those tasks are typically going to be revenue generating activities. So the Mm -hmm. things that you think about what's going to move the needle, you only have X amount of time. You're going to focus on the really important things. And I think that that just symbiotic relationship between the two roles is really powerful. And then as Abby said too, it's like you get to set the pace of how fast you work, when you work, what it looks like, if it's around nap hours or at night sometimes Mm -hmm. Or whatever that is, you set the culture of your company. Like, as I said, we lead with the fact that we're moms. So we don't hide if we have a sick kid. Like, it's important to us that we honor that with the people who work for us too. And what I love is you get the opportunity to build a business around your life versus trying to fit your life into someone else's business and and have it just kind of like squeeze in and it never quite fits. Like I feel like we're building a business very clearly around the fact that we have a life outside of our business too, which is really amazing and powerful. Yeah. I love that so much. That hits home for me for sure. And this question might kind of overlap, but if you have any additional thoughts, I'll have you kind of start on this, Abby. But what has been your favorite part of entrepreneurship since you fully jumped in, I guess, outside of time freedom? <laughs> Just the possibilities. Like mm-hmm. I, it, There's a ceiling that you will hit in most corporations. And I was yeah. even in sales. So mm-hmm. the dollar factor, like financial, I mean, financially, I could keep on going and going and going, but like right. I couldn't get a better title. I couldn't move up the ranks. The achievements just kind of started feeling blah. But with mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, you can keep on setting different goals, higher goals, achieving more goals, um, building on those standards. And it's just so cool to see the possibilities when you don't have a ceiling that is blocking you from going higher. Totally. I agree with that. What about you, Kat? 
same thing. It just, there's so much possibility. It feels so limitless with Mm -hmm. what you can do and what you create. And once you get in the game and you just like trust yourself and you're like, I know I can create things that are really valuable to other people. It's just so, um, it's like, it's like a high I've never felt before. Like Mm -hmm. knowing that you can help people seeing the transformations that can happen and just knowing that you created that has just been such an empowering experience. Yeah. So rewarding to feel like you have all of the the say in those transformations. And yeah, like you said, you're not like catering to someone else's vision, but it's really yours. And that's incredible. If you are currently pregnant or postpartum and looking for some safe, effective, and quick workouts to do, you have to check out Expecting and Empowered. I used their workout guides during my pregnancy with Rhett, but now they are new and improved and they have an app for your phone, which makes it so easy and convenient to use. They even have Spotify playlists already created for you that you can access to listen to while you work out. These workouts are programmed specifically for your stage of pregnancy and or postpartum, and I know that when I was a first-time mom-to-be, I always felt super nervous about what types of exercise I should or shouldn't be doing, so I love knowing that they are all safe and supportive of the stage that you're in right now. The pregnancy workouts specifically include flexibility, pelvic floor, and strength moves, and they have workouts for upper body, lower body, and then a full body workout day. I have loved using these workouts so far during this pregnancy, and I'm excited to keep using them so I can continue to feel strong leading up to labor and recovery, and of course, to keep up with my crazy toddler in the meantime. You can use my affiliate code, Wellness for the Wind, to save when you sign up for the app. I'll leave all the information for you in the show notes as well. I hope you love it as much as I do. What has been the hardest part of entrepreneurship for both of you? I was thinking about this and I'm like, honestly, it's just figuring out how to generate money consistently Mm -hmm. and like what that looks like. Like, I feel like generating money can be quite simple, but it's like, okay, how do you do that sustainably and consistently? And then the other piece about it is just entrepreneurship it's like parenting where all of a sudden you're like exposed with all of your limiting beliefs and limitations and where you need to grow and where Mm -hmm. you're being triggered in certain things, you know, just like tiny people do that to us. Entrepreneurship (laughs) does the same thing because at the end of the day, it's just you looking at yourself in the mirror, like being like, okay, we're in in this together. And it's confronting in many ways. Like you'll have things come up about your money mindset or how you lead or, you know, what you want your growth to look like. And so it can force you to kind of, yeah, have that like hard moment where you're staring in the mirror of like, okay, what are we going to do here? But just like parenting, I'm such a better person for it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm more patient. I have learned where my limitations are, where my opportunities are, what I want to work on. So it's kind of twofold. Totally. What about you, Abby? Yeah. And to add on to that, it's the pieces that I think are hard are also exhilarating because mm-hmm. especially in the entrepreneurial world, you, you're setting a goal for a year ahead. You're looking you know, three months ahead or six months ahead or 12 months ahead. And you're like, this is where I want to be at that point. And then you're right. trying to work backwards, kind of like on a Saturday morning. If you want to get out the door by 10 o'clock AM, <laughs> how are we going yes. to you know, get the, what's the first thing that we're going to do? Right. So working your way back from 12 o'clock noon or 10 o'clock when you want to get out the door instead of a year from now. I mean, it's a lot harder when you're looking at Mm -hmm. that many months and trying to figure out the little things you can do that add up to the big things that will eventually get you to that goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are all so good. And kind of touching back on what you mentioned, Kat, with the, the consistent revenue piece, I think that's the scariest part for people who are 
wanting to make that leap is just like the unpredictability sometimes of entrepreneurship. It's not, it's not consistent in a lot of cases, at least like in my situation that I'm in now is, you know, doing campaigns and, you know, this and that. And it's just like, there's a lot of, a lot of revenue streams, which is great, but they're not always consistent, you know, reliable at the same times and same amounts and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's a good, important thing to point out and having plans in place and things like, you know, some of your offers that we'll kind of touch on later to help hopefully help have a little bit more of that consistency and predictability in terms of revenue. And like you mentioned too, kind of that imposter syndrome that sneaks up for a lot of us. I know I definitely struggle with that in all areas of life, really. Um, But definitely, you know, being in business will definitely do that to you and make you feel like, you know, am I cut out for this? Can I do this? Am I smart enough to do this? Um, it's a lot. It definitely challenges you and makes you grow so much, which is a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's touch on that a little bit because you mentioned imposter syndrome. I know a lot of your community members might be feeling that same thing. And I just, mm-hmm. first of all, want to say awesome job for acknowledging it. Like just yeah. saying it out loud is a, the first step. You're being mm-hmm. aware that you have these feelings, that you're less than, that you're not enough, that you should be doing more, that you can't, whatever whatever they're saying, right? That Those mm-hmm. gremlins inside of your mind. <laughs> But the second piece is, is that if you weren't feeling those a little bit, you probably wouldn't be pushing yourself. Right. Like It's a exactly. really good thing that you're feeling those <laughs> things because if you're just like, no, I have no imposter syndrome, you mm-hmm. probably aren't even touching on your potential. So right. think of it that way. It's a really nice mindset reframe that imposter syndrome is actually a good thing because it means that you're getting yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now you just have to start to believe that you actually yeah. can do it. <laughs> I love that. That's a very good reframe and something that I need to remind myself of consistently because yeah, it's it's hard not to get in that, but you're exactly right. If you're not challenging yourself, you're most likely not going to feel those feelings. What would you say, what would you both say to someone who maybe hasn't even thought about starting a business yet and they're listening to this and they're like, "You know what? I'm pretty unhappy in my current job or I am a stay-at-home mom and I feel like I'm lacking purpose or, you know, something outside of motherhood. Like I want something else to make me happy and bring me joy and challenge me and all of these things outside of being a mom. So what would you say to someone who is in those very early stages or maybe he hasn't even thought about dabbling in this world yet? I think if you feel that pull or that ping, as I like mm-hmm. to say, inside of you, even if it's just this little like, oh, all of a sudden I'm tuning into what they're saying or like, that sounds interesting for the first time ever. Yeah. Why is that? Just allow yourself to follow some breadcrumbs. Maybe it's all of a sudden dipping your toes and listening to some podcasts. Maybe it's taking your first online course. Even if you're like, I don't know exactly why I'm drawn to taking this course on podcasting or this course on blogging or whatever that is, but allow yourself to be curious. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that has just really served me. And it's just been these like little micro moments of following breadcrumbs. And all of a sudden I look back and I'm like, oh, it all makes sense that's why I am where I am today. Just because I was open enough to be like, oh, that's interesting. Like, let me explore that a little bit more. Absolutely. What about you, Abby? Any other thoughts on that? Yeah, this is going to show our personalities. Kat is so kind with her little breadcrumbs. (laughs) um, And I love that about her. And then what I'm going to say, because this is what I needed to hear, is that Mm if sometimes you can see the breadcrumbs and you just don't follow them because you're like, mm-hmm. mm, those breadcrumbs are for someone else. Mm, yeah. They're not my breadcrumbs. Mm, they don't right. look tasty enough right now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say, do you really want to be on this hamster wheel for the rest of your life? Like you're having mm-hmm. these feelings now. You were probably having those feelings a year ago. Like yeah. think about when you were first having those feelings. Was it five years ago? Was it when you first became a mom? Because mm-hmm. you're going to keep on having these feelings unless you make a change. Yeah. So unless you want to stay on this hamster wheel and feel this pull, this ping and see those 
those breadcrumbs but not follow them, you got to make a change. You got to make some kind of change right now. Absolutely. Completely agree with that. And that kind of brings me back to, this is like a a full circle moment because Abby listening to the Herself podcast back when I was pregnant in 2020, I've had this desire to have a podcast for years, really since 2020 is, you know, during the pandemic, like walking and listening to podcasts became very therapeutic for me. And I, long story short, my dad has been in like radio and TV my whole life. So I feel like I I kind of grew up watching him in this, a similar space. And so it was something that was always kind of like on in the back of my mind. And then finally I started it in May of this year. And it's like, yeah, it's something that I've been wanting to do for so long. But again, that imposter syndrome snuck in and, and held me back for such a long time. And then finally I just was like, freaking do it, you know? And it's like, if I don't just do it, I'm never going to do it. So sometimes, yeah, you just have to like kick yourself in the ass and just make it happen. (laughs) Um, and you know, I feel like I've finally done that with my podcast and I have a desire to do that with a lot of other things. So it's just like taking it one step at a time, not overwhelming yourself with trying to do a billion things at once, but really thinking about, okay, what what breadcrumbs look the most tasty <laughs> at this time <laughs> or most doable maybe um, and starting from there. This podcast is brought to you by my friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Co. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in hometown and collegiate apparel that is perfect for showing off your civic pride or school spirit. Their tees, sweatshirts, and sweatpants are all made with premium quality fabric, and their garments are truly the softest in the game. Take 20% off your next order by entering my promo code WFTW20 at checkout. I'll leave a link for you in the show notes if you're ready to shop now. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. What about for those of my listeners who do already have a business, what are some of your best or favorite tips on how to grow and increase awareness about what they're offering? Because I think for my audience specifically, we can focus more on like organic growth strategies and like free things like social media, for example. Um, Any thoughts on, you know, good starting points for growth or increasing awareness? One of our favorite things that we love to teach is to really understand who your ideal customer is Mm -hmm. and building your audience around that. So really learning how to speak to them, how they like to be spoken to, engage with them, asking questions, find out their pain points, find out what their dreams are, find out what's holding them back. All of those things are going to play into how quickly you can grow because then you're able to hone in your messaging to really speak directly to that person. One yeah. of the biggest issues I see with online businesses is they they have not gotten super clear on who they are speaking to. And so it's often like something might land and then a, a bunch of their content won't land for someone. And it's just not consistently like hitting you every time where you're like, yes, more, Mm -hmm. more. (laughs) And we want people in our community who just really identify with us, our messaging and our products and where we want to take them and support them on their journeys of entrepreneurship. Yeah. And Kat does a really good job with this in our emails. So we have a, and Kat could rattle off every single stat on emails possible. We have an entire (laughs) podcast episode just on emails that she recorded a few weeks ago. So listen to that one. But um, she does a really good job because she speaks exactly to our audience. Mm -hmm. So in the emails, people are opening them because they know that what's going to be in that email is going to be worth listening to, worth watching, worth worth looking at, worth reading. Mm -hmm. And then sell, 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 and then serve. So that's another big one is always selling, 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 
and then I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. Whoa, <laughs> serve, <laughs> serve, 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 and then sell. Exactly the opposite yeah. of what I just said, you guys. Keep on serving, <laughs> starting with the serve, and then make sure to sell. Yeah. Um, and it, that goes for everywhere you show up, right? It's when you're on podcasts, so getting on other people's podcasts and making mm-hmm. sure that you serve the audience and you know create raving fans that way. Making sure you're doing it on Instagram, yeah. um, and that number, you know, the follower count. That's one thing. Yeah. But then looking at your story views and your engagement and your comments and how many people are sharing. Like those are the mm-hmm. back the behind the scenes numbers that I feel are more important to look at. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Just knowing exactly who you're speaking to and doing that consistently is is huge. And and again, you know, that's something that I've struggled with over the years too, is trying to to kind of serve everyone and not really focusing on that, you know, ideal client sort of thing. So that's a really good tip that I think will serve people well to keep that in mind in the very beginning, if and when they are starting something is not trying to please every single person because you can't and you don't want to really. Um, especially when you have a business and specific offers that you're trying to give people. And I know we kind of touched on this a little bit already, but again, you know, the fact that you guys and your brands are values come first and you have a huge emphasis on family. And we've kind of talked about, you know, kind of what that looks like. But can you speak a little bit more about how that journey has been for you guys individually? Was it difficult getting your partners to be on board with certain things and you know, do you still struggle with boundaries at times with balancing your business and and being moms and being friends and, you know, all of these different roles and, and hats that you do wear? Um, is there still sometimes a struggle there, um, even though you do have that emphasis of, of family first? Yeah, 100%. I mean, right now, <laughs> I can hear a little person crying in the background because my husband is two on one trying Aww. to do bedtime. Sorry about and that. that <laughs> no, but th- but this is the name of the game. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to be here present on this podcast. And so sometimes that's where the flexibility comes in. Like, yeah. you know, it's 7.30 p.m. my time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. And so it is just kind of understanding, like, we don't do this every night. I'm not working 7.30 every night. Right. So it's just kind of understanding and having those boundaries in place and when you're going to allow that to wiggle. And of course, it's is conversations with your partner because it affects them too. So mm-hmm. like when I gave my example, like burn the boats and I started my businesses mm-hmm. at the same time with no other plan in place. That was a huge conversation with my partner of like, okay, yeah. how are you going to replace your income? How are you going to generate money? How are we going to be able to support our family? Like, what does that look like? They're very involved in the journey. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I will say Abby and I have very supportive partners. Yeah. Sometimes they believe in us more than we even believe in ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah, I will say we got very lucky on that yeah. front when it comes to partners. Um, and we obviously do the same for them as well. Mm-hmm. But it is a team sport. Like sure. even if it is your business, like it still affects your family and your partner and it comes up at conversations at the dinner table. So it is something that you include them in and help, you know, they'll make some decisions with you as part of it and you'll you know, be able to navigate that together. Yeah. Yeah. And tips on trying to get your partner on board or helping your partner get on board. You know, if he or she is like, ah, like holding their arm out, being like, ah, this isn't right. This isn't the right time. One thing that helped with Colin is that he just now sees how much happier I am. 
Like mm-hmm. he's heard how much I was complaining and how burned out I was and how much I missed the little things like bedtimes, <laughs> right? Like everyone's raising their hand, right? Like <laughs> yeah. your partner sees that. Your partner mm-hmm. is your safe place that you come home to and they see the complaints and just the breakdowns that happen. Yeah. And not that I'm never stressed out anymore, but right. he continues, like Colin continues to say just how much happier I am right now. Yeah. How much how much more freedom, like I'm living in line with my values. Just like Kat said earlier, we're we're creating businesses built around our lives instead of trying to fit ourselves into this business structure that just isn't isn't possible for a lot of people. And I mean, my my youngest son is the same age as Rhett. So they're Mm -hmm. pretty close to the same age. So you have one kiddo. Kat has two with one other on the way. I have three. And I will say that with every single child, it just became more important Mm -hmm. to live this life and to love this life that we're living. Like every single child. I mean, I mean, with one kiddo, you know, some you can kind of do it. It kind of works. Like they go to yeah. bed, you can kind of get the work done. With two, you know, you might be asking a little more help from other people. <laughs> yeah. Taking two on one a whole bunch of times in order to yeah. get that break. With three, it's like you got to love what you're doing because it's really hard to do both and to be happy in all your titles if mm-hmm. you're hating your eight to five. Totally. That's, whew, yeah, that's a really, really good point. And I think such an important thing for everyone to really take a second and reflect on whether or not you want to be a, an entrepreneur or if you just want to switch careers or whatever it may be, it is so important to be happy. And yes, money is important. Benefits are important. Security is important. Blah, blah, blah. All of those things. But happiness is so, so key, especially, you know, like you said, if it's kind of like seeping into your relationships and affecting, you know, how you show up for your family when you get home, that's really important. So I think that's really good for everyone to check in on again, whether or not you want to start a business or just like reevaluate your current career situation. We all deserve to be happy. And yeah, it's just not worth it to be stretched so thin that we are just like miserable all the time. (laughs) So I think that's a very, very good point. So speaking of, you know, how, how to juggle it all, are there any like systems or tools that you guys use that help you stay organized? Abby, I'm kind of like you. I'm very type A. Um, I'm, I'm type A, but I'm not in certain things. I'm like, I heard you talking on your podcast about how certain things that you do are like mm-hmm. messy. I'm like, I can totally relate to that. My husband is so neat and I'm like clutter everywhere, <laughs> but I'm also type A. So it's hard to explain it's that. It's organized clutter, right? It's organized exactly. clutter. You know exactly where it is. Exactly. Yes. yes. I'm like, it's piled on top of the dog kennel. I know where it is. <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so any systems or tools that you have in place in your businesses that help you plan ahead and also communicate with your team effectively, like each other or other team members that you have, um, any specific uh, systems or resources that you use for that. Kat, you can yeah. maybe start us off on that. Yeah, Kat is or the, the systems ahead. queen. Yeah, Kat is the systems queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At Pursuing Her Purpose, we live on an app called Voxer, which is essentially like a voice messaging app. You can type yep. in it or voice chat in it. But what we love about it is I'm in Des Moines, Iowa. Abby and Amy are in Wisconsin. They're in Madison, Wisconsin. And so it feels like we get to connect, like we're in an office and chatting throughout the day, yeah. um, which is really nice just from a culture perspective. Um, you can respond to things when when you can. It doesn't need to be like urgent, like someone's calling you. Um, right. But we spend a lot of time on Voxer with each other. Other things that we do in my other business, we work with clients. So we have like a big client roster. And so we use an app called Slack to communicate with our clients versus having tons of emails coming in. Like every 
everyone has their own channel. So it's like very organized with our communication. They know that's where they can communicate with us. We have a lot of boundaries over that. If you've ever had a client-based business, yeah. Um, if yeah, if you, it's like if you give a moose a muffin, all of a sudden they're like <laughs> showing up at your doorstep. So it's important <laughs> to have those communication um, systems and expectations in place kind of on day one. Mm-hmm. And to be honest too, I'm still old school and like love a paper planner. We have our own paper planner that our company made. And I think all of us use it. And it's just, it honestly is so helpful in organizing our brains. (laughs) I love that. Go ahead. Yeah, and I would I would add in that I mean those planners are so great because it also makes sure that you get your priorities in line instead of just the fifty seven point to do list which can easily be part of my entire life and then mm-hmm. it bogs you down because <laughs> yeah. you're not hitting and you're not ever going to actually get to those fifty six fifty seven mm-hmm. items. But yeah. um, one thing that we also use a lot of is Google Drive. So it's mm-hmm. a place that our editors with the podcast and our contractors and each of us. We can write in one document. You can even be writing the exact same document at the same time and everyone has access to it. So that's been a huge savior. And then any type of Excel spreadsheet that can live in there as well. So just to keep things organized in the podcast world, I mean, you get it. You're planning not just next week, but you're planning the next several weeks ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So with sponsors, with guests, with um, when their interview is, with the the title, with, you know, what's when it's going to air and with all those different pieces of it, having a master spreadsheet has helped a ton on that side of it. Totally. And that kind of sparked another question that I had for you was, I guess, for both of you in this entrepreneur world, did you have a hard time letting go of some control and like hiring certain things out? Because I know for me, that is a struggle for sure. Like outsourcing editing, for example, like you, mm-hmm. Abby, I'm still editing mm-hmm. my podcast because I'm a control freak and I like to do it. But I know that that's something that could free up so much of my time and that someone else could do it just as well, probably better. Um, So have either of you struggled with kind of like letting go of control of certain aspects of your business? Um, And what have you, you know, what benefits have you seen from growing a team? Yeah. And letting go of control for people who are like us, it Mm -hmm. can feel like you're letting go of your life. Like you attach an identity to Mm -hmm. some of those titles, even though podcast editing, like were you born to be a podcast editor? (laughs) Probably not, right? Right. Like it's a skill that you've acquired. It's a skill that you're good at, but does it fill you with joy? Like do you, at the end of it, are you so excited? Are you looking forward to editing that podcast? I mean, if so, then you should probably be a podcast editor and do it for a lot of podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. But what I found is that not only are you saving time, which time is such a valuable resource, but you're also saving energy. Yes. So that hour or two that you're spending editing that podcast, yes, you're saving those two hours, but the amount of mental energy it takes to go into that, Mm -hmm. that's creative power that could be used for something else. And all those little tasks, not only do they give other people jobs. So we have a VA who we absolutely love and we've been able to help her out with, you know, giving her work that she also loves and that she feels creative in, Mm -hmm. but then it also lets us work in our zone of genius. So zone of genius is where you feel amazing. You love what you do. You're really good at it. It kind of checks all the boxes. And although you might be in your zone of excellence, you know, like mm-hmm. the things that you're kind of good at, yeah. you want to be working in your zone of genius. And yeah. slowly as an entrepreneur, the more that you can delegate and hire out, the more you'll be working in that zone of genius. But I do have to say that I owe a lot of that to Kat. Um, even with the Herself podcast, we weren't, I mean, I edited our podcast for almost two years, over yeah. a year and a half. Um, but right away from the start at pursuing her purpose, Kat was like, we need to hire if we're going to grow. Yeah. So true. 
And that's like one thing that I always think about too, is Abby even mentioned, it was like, what's your favorite thing about working for yourself or entrepreneurship? And her first answer was freedom. Mm -hmm. So if that's your top value and why you got into this, then you cannot hold on to everything because the reality is, is that if that's what you're in this for and what you're seeking from this experience, then you can't just give yourself a job and you can't hold on to every single task. Like you have to lean into what's your why behind this business. And my guess is your why is not so that you can be working 24 seven, wearing 20 different hats Mm -hmm. inside of your business. Um, I love this quote that your job is CEO. And even if you're only, it's only a solo company, it's just you and your side hustle, you are CEO. So start thinking that way. Yeah. Your job as CEO is to replace yourself in every single role in the company. Mm -hmm. And so when you start thinking about it that way, you're like, okay, yep, I am should not be podcast editing anymore. Or I've gotten to this point where I shouldn't be answering all the help desk emails. Like we all have Mm -hmm. to start somewhere and we're going to wear all those hats in one point in our business. But then having that just like eye on the horizon of what's possible and what's next is like, okay, how can I replace this? How can I replace this? And then it becomes addicting because you do get to taste that freedom. Mm -hmm. You do get to see what it's like when you're not working 24 seven and you're seeing growth happen without you having to trade your time for dollars. And that's when the magic really happens. Gosh, yes. Absolutely. Amen to all of that. And that just goes back to the whole imposter syndrome thing. Like you said, you know, a lot of people like myself don't feel like confident saying, yeah, I'm a CEO. But like you said, we are, you know, if you started a business, you founded that business, you are a CEO and you are the owner and act like it. Right. And it's, it is definitely hard to kind of like have that oomph behind it. But like you said, when you can start to grow without being the one driving every single thing, it's probably amazing to see. (laughs) Maybe someday I will see that, but (laughs) so this is motivating for me and hopefully for my listeners as well. If you are looking for cute, affordable, and functional bags for all the things, you have to check out Bore. They have everything from duffel bags for travel, gym bags, backpacks, tote bags, accessories like crossbody bags, and more. They also have an active fanny pack that I actually use every day on my walks. It's the perfect size to fit your phone in so you don't have to carry it while you walk or bike or whatever activity you love to do. Their Alana duffel is my favorite as well. It has an exterior pocket that converts to a luggage sleeve, so it slides right over the handle of your rolling suitcase, making it perfect for airport travel. It also has a padded laptop sleeve inside, along with several other zipper pockets and compartments. They also have an Alana mini duffel that is smaller but equally functional and would make a great work bag for nurses, teachers, or mamas who need to pack their pump parts for work. They have tons of products to choose from, and all of them are so cute and, like I said, very affordable. Just head to their website at vore.com to check it all out and use my affiliate code wellnessforthewin to save. I'll leave my affiliate code and link for you in the show notes. Okay, back to the episode. So speaking of which, you know, not trading your time for money through pursuing her purpose and herself now too, you guys offer a variety of courses. So you have the Purposeful Business Course, Purposeful Podcast Course, and now Purposeful Course Course. (laughs) Um, So courses, of course, can be an amazing way to make a huge impact and reach so many people without trading your time for money. So I think that's very appealing for people and can be incredible for generating like tons and tons of revenue. But it's also, I know for me at least, it's very overwhelming. Like, oh my gosh, where do I even begin? There's so many different steps and moving parts of courses. So what tips would you have? have for people who are wanting to maybe create their first course and are feeling like they don't know where the, where the heck to start besides, of course, taking your <laughs> course on courses. 
<laughs> yeah, just for the even the confidence mm-hmm. piece of creating your first online course. I think that everyone has something inside of them that is going to help someone. Yeah. And you can look at your knowledge in two different ways. One could be like a formal education that you have and wanting to support people in that capacity. Like, you know, you're a dietitian and you want to support people with the skill set that you have mm-hmm. or two, the life experiences that you have. And some of the best courses that I have taken have been taught by people who were teaching from the school of hard knocks. It's because <laughs> they went through and walked that path and went yep. on that journey. I mean, I'm teaching digital marketing. I don't have my MBA. Mm-hmm. I did not go to business school. And yet I've been in this space and have grown businesses and run certain businesses. And it's really my passion. And so I love to be able to share that knowledge transfer to other people. And I think people always think like, oh, why me? Or like, there's someone else who already has this program out there, or they just have the imposter syndrome. And the cool thing is, is you don't need to be 10,000 steps ahead of someone. Right. You honestly need to be like 10 because mm-hmm. you're going to be very relatable to that person and yeah. you're going to be very close to that transformation that someone's seeking. Mm-hmm. So for example, like even with our program, let's say you had um, a goal to start a podcast. Well, we just started a podcast two years ago right. um, and our podcast is only one year old. So we're mm-hmm. very in it. We know all of the pieces in it. We are experts because we have just walked that path. Right. And it has really helped us be able to help our students because we are so connected. It's not like we started it a decade ago where we're like, I don't even know what softwares are cool now or what people are using. <laughs> yeah. We're very in the know. And right. so if that's where you're at in your journey, it's actually a huge strength that you have in terms of being able to support someone else. Absolutely. Oh, and I have taken, Kat and I always joke about how many courses we've taken. So how many courses we've helped people create? Like that's that's (laughs) one very, very large number. And the number of courses that we've taken is just, I mean, it's ridiculous. And just like Kat said, seeing the people the the course creators who are so far ahead, they miss spots. They they mm-hmm. miss parts that as a beginner you're like, whoa, 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 how do I get to that system? Or hold on a right. minute. Like I, I need I need step zero and you're yeah. starting at step 10 right now. Like this is absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. But especially as moms, as moms who are starting businesses, yes. We had talked about that continuous revenue or revenue coming in. I call it reoccurring revenue. And it's almost mm-hmm. become a joke at pursuing her purpose because I talk about reoccurring revenue so much because it's mm-hmm. so important to me. Yeah. I don't want to have to think three months ahead of right. the salary that we're paying for our VA and the editing and all that stuff and have to keep you know thousands of dollars in our checking account for that. Right. I want reoccurring revenue to come in in order to replace it. And courses mm-hmm. can do that because courses are one of those where you build it once you make some small tweaks, but then you can serve your community without you having to actually be there. And right. as moms taking that course, they can take it while they're breastfeeding their infant in the middle of the mm-hmm. night or while they're feeding their toddler, you know, in the bathtub, like whatever, whatever it is, like you can yeah. do it, you can do it at any time. And that's the glory of courses. Yeah. Absolutely. And the beauty of, you know, the internet these days, there's so many possibilities, like you mentioned before, so many different things that you can do with it. And are you guys are at the point right now where you're doing live launches only, correct? No, like evergreen courses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're currently just in the live launch model and we'll be launching our first evergreen product in 2023. How exciting. Which is what I recommend doing, to be honest. Yeah. Like 
live launch first, get data from your customers, like make sure that you're getting the transformations that you provide. Mm -hmm. Evergreen is like, and by evergreen, we mean that your course is always available for sale. There's probably a sophisticated sales funnel that the customer is going down in order to purchase it. It's Mm -hmm. a different ball game. And so you want to have certain pieces of your messaging and your product really unlock before Mm -hmm. you put that offer out in that capacity. Yeah. I'm confused about anything that Kat's saying. We do teach on that in our course on courses (laughs) because she gets really nerdy when it comes to launching courses, but all the brain power behind it, it's so important because there's the Mm -hmm. the pieces that usually people are missing out on. And as we've taken courses ourselves, we see that they're missing these tiny components in their launch or in how they analyze their launch or even just building their course. That's like, oh, it could have been done so much better if you just Mm -hmm. would have taken these couple more steps. Yeah. And I love how you mentioned too, like you don't have to be a million steps ahead of someone to be able to provide value and that it is almost better to have someone that's closer to you. Cause I, I can totally relate to that. Like looking at people like Jenna Kutcher, for example, I mean, gosh, you know, she has, I don't even know, seven figure businesses and all of these crazy things. And that's amazing and inspiring, but it's also like, okay, having someone who is a little bit closer to that starting point um, and not like way at the finish line is really, I think, helpful and more approachable. And like you mentioned too, with the evergreen courses, being able to have those testimonials in place and, you know, success stories prior to going to that model is, is definitely helpful. Awesome. Those are all really great tips. So we've covered some really good ground. Um, do you guys have any final words of advice for any women who are looking to start or grow their mighty small businesses? I love what Abby said was just like the kick in the pants, but I truly (laughs) feel like if you feel called to do it, it is worth exploring. Mm -hmm. Like just to reiterate what we were talking about before, it's like if you feel this in you and you continue to resist it, it's going to persist and it's not going to go away. That dream is in you. That dream is for you. And so allow yourself to be brave enough just to explore the possibility of what that could be. And you don't have to burn the boats like me. Um, If you want to, that's totally fine. You can always (laughs) go back to what once was. You can always dip your toe in and just try. The best time to start was yesterday, but the next Mm -hmm. best time to start is today. So allow yourself the gift of starting today. Love that. Yeah. And if you're, if you're asking yourself that question of like, why me? Why would anyone want to listen to me? Why, why, who am I to start this type of thing? Instead, ask yourself the question, why not me? And answer it like you're your best friend. Yeah. Like don't answer it like you're the gremlin inside of your mind. How would your best friend answer that? Like, why wouldn't you start a business? Mm-hmm. And that just might give you that tiny little mindset shift that you need to actually take yourself seriously and know that your idea is meant to be in the world. Yeah, I love that. So good. Also, do you guys have any other favorite Instagram accounts or books or mentors or like you mentioned, courses? You've taken a few courses in your day. Any of those resources that you have found particularly helpful in your entrepreneurial journey? Well, I'd mentioned the zone of genius. So definitely checking out, I always get his name wrong. Gay, Gay Hendricks. Gay Hendricks. I always want to call him Gaylord. I'm like, his name's not Gaylord. <laughs> Gay <laughs> Hendricks. Yeah. And that's in the book, The Big Leap. So that's okay. a really great resource. But I'm actually going to give your listeners a homework assignment. And okay, I, I want you to Google 
what you're doing. Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to be a photography mentor? Like Google podcast for photography mentors. Or if you want to be a sleep consultant who does one-on-one training, literally Google sleep consultants that do one-on-one training and start to follow them. Mm-hmm. Start to see what they do. Start to see what you like about how they interact, what you like about how they're doing things. And not like you're copying them because copying them is not the best thing. We would never recommend right. that. But yeah. just figuring out like what feels in line with what you would want to put into the world, just so you also get a little bit of an idea on what else is out there mm-hmm. and what makes you different. Because we yeah. all have things that make us different and you're going to want to really start to tackle those points. Yeah. Love that. And that's the thing too, is like going back to imposter syndrome is like, Yes, there are going to be other people out there who are doing similar things as you, but no one is you. You are always going to have a unique voice and a unique approach to things. And so just always remembering that no one can do it exactly the same as you. And that is your strength. And even though it feels scary sometimes, that is, you know, an amazing, beautiful thing. Okay, gosh, this was amazing. And I so appreciate you guys taking the time. And I feel like we have to also acknowledge that Amy is not here. I know we mentioned Amy a few times, but she is amazing as well. Um, So if you guys listen to their podcast, you'll hear all three of them usually. But please tell the listeners where they can find you, learn more from you, or check out some of the offers that you mentioned here today. Pretty much every location we're at pursuing her purpose. So you can check us out on Instagram. We pretty much show up there Monday through Thursday. We have a weekly podcast. So you can listen to that anywhere where podcasts are streamed. So that's pursuing her purpose and then pursuingherpurpose.com. So we, we got all the domains. We're there really you go. Consistent. It's the best. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And our main goals are really to help women who want to start an online business. So any type of business where you're selling things online, if you want to start a podcast, we're here to help you as well. And then our new course on courses. So meta, every single time we say that, <laughs> we're like, okay, course on courses. <laughs> yeah. But it was just a natural thing, right? Because yeah. we had created all these Makes courses sense. and people kept on saying, how do you create this? How do you create this? And instead mm-hmm. of doing one-on-one coaching sessions, which Kat and I also do, but that costs a lot of money to do one-on-one coaching sessions, right. we're like, we need to just build this for our clients Mm -hmm. and for our students so that they can actually create these offers that are going to create reoccurring revenue with things they are passionate about that are going to touch not only their bank accounts, but also impact the lives of the people around them. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. And just going back to your purpose and you ladies are doing an amazing job at really living that out and setting a great example for fellow mamas who want to grow a business and still and not like give up their lives and their values and all of those things. So I just appreciate your approach so much. And thank you again so much for your time. I hope you enjoyed this episode and took away some tips or wisdom that you can apply to boost your health and happiness starting today. If you did, I would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review to help other women like you find my show and get inspired to start living a life they love. Also, take a quick screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at wellness for the win so I can see why you love today's show. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time.